five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Forest, sleepy, tired, worn right out. Joined virtually, as always, by a Jordan Etzer, Dr. J.M. and Ani at Ani Strife. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. I'm not as sleepy, not as tired, but I do feel worn out as well. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm still hurting from my sons being eviscerated in Game 7 in the playoffs. Oh, so, yeah. I- <laughs> round ball or whatever they call that sport yeah the the that's not the 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 rock right not the pigskin not the other name they have it's bowl <laughs> sports it's, yeah yeah you know i'm i'm feeling a little bit tired as well i mean this past weekend i joined the rest of you guys and turned 30 so i'm uh, oh. getting up there with you yeah. Sorry, you. Ha- I I don't know what this turn thirty is all about. <laughs> well, actually, I do. I've forgotten most of it. It's been that long. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I guess uh, I'm you, I'm still good then. When you're an old guy like me, like you know, thirty would be great. <laughs> it it has been so far. Flames made made round two. Playing the Oilers. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of our listeners won care about that battle of Alberta and the <laughs> NHL Two, know about the battle of Alberta and the NHL and three even know about the NHL. I'm sure most of them know of the NHL. Well, no, just... but like <laughs> that, what might be going on, but the hockey. specifics are probably not. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm mean, just actually thinking back to the bet that I had with Sam when we were supposed to record an episode of ready, set ball, but uh, I kept offering to Sam and he kept saying timing wasn't right. And I've given up. Um, maybe we need a ready set puck. Ooh. Ready set pig skin. Ready set I thought puck you already I... had like one uh, hockey what? podcast. Uh... It's not called ready set puck, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> maybe I should rebrand it. They're expensive, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, ready set puck. No, um, we're here to talk about the Overwatch League and the fact that the Vancouver Titans had a couple of matches this weekend and Toronto Defiant had one. Uh, that we'll reverse going into this weekend's rough play. And uh, without letting the cat out of the bag, um, I have some bad news if you're a Vancouver Titans fan. They forgot that the cat was in the bag, and uh, unfortunately, it played like that. Um, Toronto, however, thank goodness, Toronto is is looking good. They're looking dominant. Uh, in fact, they're looking a whole lot like Kisu, and uh, <laughs> we'll get into uh, that uh, shortly. But uh, you know what? Let's start. To, let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Before we get into the actual matches over the course of the weekend, um, as is with podcast lore, um, all the greatest news breaks on Wednesday. The thing is, last week, Wednesday was relatively quiet, all things considered. Yeah, uh, the Overwatch dev team came out and said, "We here's some you know more updates. We're going to talk a little bit about the game, maybe give you some patch notes and, and what have you for the remainder of the beta and uh, all that jazz. But no, the Vancouver Titans waited until, what was it, Thursday, I think it was, to say, hey, we've signed Mirror, Mm -hmm. which addressed, I don't know what, I'll be honest, I I think the the scuttlebutt at the time was like, okay, so Vancouver saw what Houston's doing with the, the, the Dawn Tank, and maybe, maybe they're wanting to, to work in some, uh, some Mirror, uh, 
uh, Doomfist, right? I mean, and, and you know what? If that was what they had thought they were going to do, or maybe that was the plan or whatever, I, I think I would be okay with them experimenting because if there's one thing that I think the three of us have been pretty consistent about, the Vancouver Titans lack creativity, um, lack the ability to adapt. Am I wrong? Uh, to some extent. I, I, I mean, there's a. I'm wrong a whole, to some extent, or I'm right to some extent. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's not the full extent of of their issues, but that could, yeah, definitely. I agree. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you know, mirror yeah. and suddenly solves everything, but at least it shows that there's some evolution, maybe. Yeah, like attempting something new. To me, it also seemed like maybe he's going to play, you know, the Doomfist, which he's pretty good at, or, or even the Zarya, but I don't know. Like, bringing him in on the flex DPS position, like he essentially played at the end there, I'm not sure how long this might have been at works. I mean, he, I assume he's already playing with the team, right? So he had the opportunity to scrim, or... Well, this is, this is why it is so weird. The uh, Florida Mayhem had actually signed Amir to play and then decided that uh, Amir wasn't in their plans and, and mm-hmm. let him go. Uh, the Vancouver Titans maybe had been scrimming or maybe in, in sort of preseason scrims. Were to get him. Right. We don't know. But uh, when the match kicks off against the Florida mayhem, right. First match of the day, guess who is playing next to aspire? It is Mir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying he not he might not be like a, a, an upgrade over Psycho, but like it when you drop him this late, and he's not your you know Decay or Ants or those carry performers. Like, what is even the point? He's not gonna like win you fights outright. Uh, he might be like a, an average or above average, but if you like stick him in and expect to see like substantially different results. I don't think it's uh, it's what you you're uh, you're gonna see, and that's essentially what happened. And, yeah. like, I think to me, there was a. It seemed like after the game this weekend, the games, there was a lot of talk online about a different portion of the Vancouver organization outside mm-hmm. of the players and yeah. why they were still around. And it had occurred to me that well. What we've heard is that Vancouver doesn't necessarily have a ton of budget constraints um, and maybe had a little bit of money to throw around. And that's maybe why we saw a player like Shockwave, um, Masa, players like that come over. I would have thought that, okay, they have an entirely new team. Maybe that's where most of the budget went. And then all of a sudden, they've got enough for another. And it seems to me like maybe that money should have been better allocated somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think most people would probably have agreed with that based on the conversations that happened after these games. Yeah. I think. The- Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think uh, talent and other like the the, the Overwatch presence online, uh, not just us, are, are getting tired of the titans sucking so bad i know i know everybody's trying their hardest to win and eventually there will be a team teams at the bottom but when everybody's trying to do their job and you're consistently the worst at doing this job (laughs) something needs to give and and 
we're already talking about like uh, Florida. I know we're not going to like dive too deep at this. We don't want these episodes to go on forever. But Coliseo, man, that was wow. That was like bottom <laughs> of the barrel for, well, for so, what I saw from Vancouver. Uh, someone had asked me, um, how did the match go? And I'm like, watch the first match. It was a push <sighs> and then it was over. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the over. first time at the time at the time that the barricade was just pushed. They well, didn't win a single fight, and when they do like hold off a little bit, that was a C nine. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yeah. So like that was one of the few things in my notes. It was a pushover. Like the barricade, I don't think even stopped them moving. Oh. The only time actually the Vancouver Titans got any ability to get that barricade <laughs> to stop was when they got to the point and the robot had to scratch did, his butt. Yeah, did he get a chance to scratch his butt? That was. <laughs> exactly what i was wondering like that 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 butt was itchy at the end i'm I'm telling you but what i think was most punishing is when vancouver finally stops it within inches of the cap and you're like okay i mean they're the way the mode is the tights had lost like the 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 conceivable opportunity they had to win at this point was non-existent it was just to try to make respectable Who's hanging out in the back door waiting for you to go by and you don't have the situational awareness to go and check its checkmate. (laughs) And he did this three or four times where he was dropping, um, aspire. And I think it was Aztec that was in, um, or was it sky repo, but regardless, you were seeing a soldier dead and potentially an Anna dead. And okay. A lot team fights over because the way this mode works is you drop two and guess what? They're going to nuke you. The robot turns directions and off he goes. And then, as you pointed out, they're coming out of spawn. They have advantage and they Charlie Niner. Uh, and it, you know what? I'm actually not too upset because, again, they had allowed Florida to push the barricade so close to the end that really it may not have even been an intentional Charlie Niner. You just you couldn't move at all away from it. Yeah. It was overall. uh spectacularly bad honestly well, and I, I i genuinely wonder if your plan is to bring mirror in in place of psycho in place of shockwave who's on the bench and he's playing on ping in florida where he still remains is he i, I mean yes. i don't know for sure i hadn't thought of it yeah. but i'm sure he was he was actually playing in the same building that the mayhem were playing in. Of course. <laughs> Maybe they thought he'd hear the strats from like. <laughs> He's a mole. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I, I then, I actually asked this question both in, in RSP cord and Titans cord. Is there something that we don't know that's going on behind the scenes? Like, is, is there a player who's ill or players who are ill? Is there, you know, like last season, Shredlock was suddenly retired. And as we now know, there's more going on there um, within his own personal sphere you know maybe this is happening and i want to actually talk about that before we we get into the 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 next match uh the following down saturday but uh mir comes in for push and mir stays in for dorado as well as what mm-hmm. i call king's route because no. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't king's route it was a king's route you guys um, okay but, but, <laughs> oh god it was that was that was, that really summed up the entire match um I think it was Hydron who said in the chat on, on and King's Row, then replied, you guys nah. okay? And Masa nah. just replies, nah. Like that really summed it up, honestly. Oh, and Uber, oh, his, his drop yeah. like there. Yeah. Thank God I'm not paid by the hour. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, the only positive from this game was really Aspire, who well, like on attack for Kings Row, uh, not Kings Row Dorado. He hit some nice shots on the widow, yeah. mm-hmm. but even then, like he picks one too, and there's like, the card is just like, nope, it's not gonna, it's not gonna move. Well, you don't have bodies there, right? Can Can you explain to me what Aspire was doing on legs on the first point, or was it? I think the second point. Like he was doing some super flank. He was doing like yeah. the stuff that I see yeah. happen in like wood tier where, okay, I'm going to run around, grab the mega up top and run yeah, along essentially, here. Essentially, I don't know, trying to get a pick on one of the healers, like a well-placed helix and some yeah. Once he, once he went over to the widow, I mean, he was clicking heads, but Aspire needed, like he did everything that he could possibly do and it wasn't enough. I, I think that's exactly it, right? Like, it gets to a point, and granted, this is what was. Have they played four matches now? I think two first weekend, two yeah. this weekend. So yeah, this is four. You, it's not like we're super far into the season, but you have to figure like things going how they had been going. These guys are probably looking to make anything work. Aspire's going for the hero play. He's trying to. He's trying to make the play that's going to surprise them, that's going to carry the team on his back. And unfortunately, I mean, it kind of winds up yes, wasting and, more time than it is, you know. And helpful. while, like you said, it's it's very early into the season, there's also another issue with the schedule. Like their I was next matches: say. Rain, Shock, Glads, Outlaws, Rain, Fuel, Shock, Justice. These and are eight matches. <laughs> and what's the date of the next match after that? Have you looked? August 12th. That means we're conceivably, it is realistic to say we will not see Vancouver win a game until August. And the first game they play is against Toronto, which I think it's pretty conceivable to say they're not going to win that one either. They might win the one on Sunday, August 14th, because it's against Paris. Paris, But even still, if you look at the teams they've already lost to, I don't know if they will. Um, I, I, I kind of approach a lot of these games like if you look at the standings right now, in a lot of ways, there are teams you should be striving to beat. Even if you're at the bottom, there's, you know, probably five, maybe six teams that it's within reason to believe you could come out on top ahead of them. Florida is one of those teams. They're not top tier. They are one of the better of the bottom tier, I'd say. Sure. But it feels like it should be within reach to at least be competitive, especially let's go back to the first match after a stellar performance against Boston. I think I was shocked. They played as well against Boston as they did. And if we could see that caliber again, we might be talking a little differently. I have no faith that we will though. Exactly. I'm with you. I have no confidence. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I I do have faith that they're going to play better, especially like considering, the next match we're going to talk about, they played a little better. I just went off on the discords. I was so upset. Like, why did we not see Shockwave at all in this uh, match against uh, Mayhem? I-, I-, I literally posted, put Shockwave on Soldier, put Aspire on Tracer. That's oh. it. And and you're going to do better. Like, Yeah, and I'll work, I think you made a comment as well. And, and, and I work for free or this is free advice. This, this is a free like free of charge uh, uh, coaching advice. Yeah. And they did. And it did. They did. And they yeah. did look better. <laughs> checks in the mail, Omni. Checks in the yeah, mail. Um, no, no, that was free of charge. I'm not. So, 
<laughs> talking just to wrap up the the match because it was three Overwatch. I mean, it could have been two oh. Overwatch the way this this match went. But on on King's route, um, the Vancouver Titans set up for what I think they expected to be maybe maybe dive, and instead uh, Florida brought a rush with the uh, Ryan May and uh, did they what it took twenty seconds yeah. to cap that? They point? could have played Torb uh, Bastion. I don't know. It would have still <laughs> no, but. Like they just walked on and said, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then proceeded to, you know, push the payload. Um, the Vancouver Titans got one stop. And when that stop occurred, then you saw sort of the transition into the more dive, but, but it didn't matter. I mean, they on tried pharmacy, which is kind of cool, but that, that didn't work either. No, I mean, but this is the, like, again, these are the, maybe these are the players experiment. Maybe the coaches are like, Oh, Hey guys, this is what you should try to do. And maybe that's the experimentation. I don't know. But again, the mirror insertion here mm-hmm. just didn't make sense for all three maps. Like it didn't work. It, if it was, if it was like, we're, we're trying things out, Jordan, as you pointed out, well, great. You, you're trying things out at a point in the season where you needed to have things sort of set. Well, and, and it's also like, it feels like desperation. It, it is aspired trying to do anything he can to salvage the match yeah. kind of thing. And, and it's too bad because I mean, I think we all looked at this roster and said, this is, you know, other than the original roster, this is the most competitive roster we've seen in a long time. And do you think this roster would have beat last year's roster? Oh yeah, yeah probably. And I yeah. mean, you know, all things considered, like I think most people would agree with that, but it's just not shaping up so far. Yeah. You know, moving off the three overwatch against Florida, um, I had said in Titan scored the Vancouver Titans need to come back with a statement. And you know, one of the points of conversation is something that we've talked about. The Vancouver Titans lost to the uprising in a very sort of close match, tight match. There were mistakes. You could see them being fixed. Mm-hmm. They could turn things around. And we have not seen that since. It's just been mm-hmm. abysmal. Yeah. Two horrible games against London and Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we go against the New York Excelsior. And, you know, overall, yes, the Vancouver Titans lost 3-1. But if the losses had all been like the uprising Excelsior, you're like, okay, this is a team that is knocking on the door. They're figuring it's just a different perspective of how they're trying to figure things out. There's potential. Um, was I impressed with what I saw against the Excelsior? Yes. You were more impressed than the previous game. Less right? disappointed. But, the, but the, yeah, less disappointed <laughs> was more. The bar was just so low. Yeah. But as we've already said, who is it that we see start on the DPS mm-hmm. uh, for Queen street shockwave and aspire. And they're playing legs and tracer. Yeah. Yeah, and like just looking at the start, I think New York got the you know the first push on the payload, and Titans just come back and win a fight, and mm-hmm. and they're competitive, and they don't look like you know the 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 trash team, the the bottom feeder mm-hmm. that that cannot really compete, not on tank, not on DPS. They look decent, and that would probably be. The first time since that Boston match where Titans play uh, well. And and maybe this is a point where we start to figure out maybe that's a kind of a team or, or the kinds of personnel we have right now where a team plays up to the their opponents. Because I'd also, maybe it's too early, but maybe Boston and New York Excel are also maybe the tougher uh, opponents that we've faced so far. Maybe it's a team that would play, you know, <laughs> up to I don't know I've, I've heard Who the knows? London Spitfire talk but to your team the way they've been playing I also like the fact that they 
came out strong and it was like the first map in, in the match and, and they just, you know, they won, came up with a statement, like you said. I, I was going to say, it, it felt like the statement that was necessary and it felt like we've seen some adjustments here and yeah, it, they weren't necessarily dominating New York, but it it did bode well for uh, the rest of the match. Well, they- but they were making it competitive yeah. and I said they, they were bending, but they, they did not break and they found a way to close it out. Like, I, I don't know what the distance differential was, um, but the Vancouver Titans were able to hold and win that final fight. Oh, and it was close, yeah. around. But, but, it, but, but those, I don't think we're upset when we see that. Sure. No, no. We, we're upset when we see Florida essentially push the barricade as far as it can. Well, but I, I was upset again when Gibraltar started and we saw hog? <laughs> the, the hog. <laughs> well, so I, I have a theory here. The Vancouver Titans watched the Toronto defiant and we're like, we're, we're going to, we're going to meme some stuff here. We're going to turn the <laughs> meme for like two uh, minutes. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to turn the, the, the fan base back to our side. We don't have breadsticks yet. It's coming. Um, <sighs> Yeah, that, but, that that was like a blatant throw to me. Like, why you try that cheeky thing? Sure, you get you get one good hook. Maybe it's a pick. Maybe it's a one fight. But you keep on doing that. He responds, and he still doesn't switch. It's, it's, they respawn again, and like, and and especially Gibraltar. It's one of the most brutal first pushes that you mm-hmm. have in mm-hmm. Overwatch. So they just ran out of time, and and well, and yeah. The point about running out of time, though, is that if they were going to continue to run Hog, why were they running the same heroes that would have required the support of a of a Winston or heck a Doomfist, like mm-hmm. something that would have been able to provide pressure that would in turn more utility. Make New York have I to heard this mirror guy can play a decent Doomfist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you know what? If they'd put Mirror in on Doom here instead of Falls, who knows? And, and Maybe, yeah, I mean, it may not have actually. You know what? Maybe it doesn't turn out any different. But at least for us, we can we can see the logic. Like it's oh. making sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one it's of the def- things deflating to me this well, map. But despite the fact on attack, the Vancouver Titans did spend so much time on Hog. They still had an opportunity mm. to to push this payload and cap that point, but they couldn't get the kills. And I felt that where things started to go askew for them in each of the next three maps is that the Vancouver Titans could not clutch it up yeah. when the clutch was necessary. And, you know, looking at the, their, their defense, their defense had been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, the New York Excelsior had stalled. They couldn't get, you know, under the overpass. And there was a Kellen alt up in the control room or whatever it is, where both support happened to be for some weird reason. Yeah. Why you'd have them both in the same room. It happened. <laughs> You've got false down below, and what does Kellen do? Primal rage. The sleep is missed. Yep. The two support are done, and then he He's goes playing and pong against up. the wall with our supports. Right, but because of that team kill, and guess what? Payload now is not only getting up top, but around the corner, and then the Vancouver Titans. And this part I just don't get. I think this is a confidence issue, or a communication issue, or maybe both. They essentially didn't challenge outside of an Aspire pulse. Aspire goes in and drops the pulse, miss, he recalls, and guess what? No one else went through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was you know, it, map over. It was it was hard to watch because it again, coming off New Queen Street, it felt like we got a match on our hands. Here we go. And then 
Gibraltar. I mean, I think I remember uh, Mr. X or Uber even saying like, that was a map. It, it was just a head, total head scratcher. Like it was like after we just saw this performance on new queen street, where you showed us exactly what we want to see against a team that I think most people wouldn't say is top tier, but you know, would say has a chance to punch up a bit um, in New York. I think New York performed well in the first one. And then moving into the second one, it was, I don't know, like you guys said, just, it was a total meme round. Like why, why did you think that strategy was going to work? Especially coming off of the map you just had. Yeah. And then they clearly played the, like a mirror uh, composition um, in, in the previous map and they mm-hmm. went toe to toe and mm-hmm. won. So like, you don't need these things. Not at this point, right? Mm. It felt like a unnecessary desperation, whatever you want to call it, move. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the thing that we saw them return to, though, was the mirror on Eichenwald. Mm-hmm. And, you know, New York gets first attack. Um, the Vancouver Titans, I, I felt, did well. They were requiring the Excelsior to burn clock. They were forcing them to, to make plays. They camped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, again, sort of the confidence returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do the Vancouver Titans do? But they stopped the payload short of the, the second, uh, or yeah. castle door, the second point. Mm-hmm. Another instance condition. where they looked the, yeah. they looked better totally throughout won. this defense. Yeah, Totally and, winnable. Uh, and then... They go and attack and no one wants to. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, that's not fair. They actually had an opportunity to to cap the point while Kellen was, you know, primal raging with the back yeah. line. And then he proceeds to come in and uh, beat the living daylights at a shockwave off the point. Aspire is there on Tracer and he soon gets deleted. And that was maybe the, the closest the Vancouver Titans actually came to maintaining the confidence. But when that fight was lost, it was just like the mental broke. Yeah. He got they, like they three picks there at the end. Shockwave did. Yeah. And everybody else was dead. So, and yeah, it just, oh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I was just going to say, if we're, if we're ready to move on to the final map there, it, at least the positive that I can say about this match is it felt like Vancouver tried in every map, <clears throat> maybe Gibraltar with the memeing, but yeah, moving into Lijiang Tower, it was the most back and forth. I know that the casters even used the term toilet bowl because it was just two teams circling. Crazy. Like it was, it, that's what it was. It was back and forth. Vancouver looked in one moment coordinated you know, having some synergy, making team plays. And then all of a sudden it was the opposite and New York was the coordinated one. And then you'd think New York was about to cap the map and then Vancouver would cap it. And it it was honestly, it was, it was confusing to watch. It was this tug of war and this back and forth that was like, what is happening here? Well, actually, I, if you look at market, I feel that the Vancouver Titans, yeah, it was, two teams circling, but the Titans were playing with confidence mm-hmm. and they, they had the belief that we're going to win this map. Yeah. And what did they do? They take the point when they, when it's necessary and then they proceed to clutch up mm-hmm. how they did not win tower. Yeah. I do not know. They had every advantage possible when the Excelsior were in, you know, uh, panic mode. Mm-hmm. 
New York takes that point, and then the Vancouver Titans are like already looking ahead to Garden. Yeah, like it. it you have, I mean, that sh- the shockwave defensive um, alt. That yeah, I get it. You're you're close to done, mm-hmm. and you're looking to try to free up space so your support line can get in and challenge. But that's the alt that you need on the point. Mm-hmm. It can't be used there. I mean, I would have preferred to have seen him die with it and respawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, it's upsetting because in a way, I, I don't know what adjustments or talks came from the coaches or, or, or the players talking to each other after that Florida match, this game or, or the, the feeling I came off of it is just soured because of those previous matches. I think in a vacuum, Okay, you you uh, you lost to New York, but they didn't w- walk over you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's obviously not the same situation we had with with Boston. The C nine at the end is just brutal, but there was a fight there, right? There there were winning opportunities in most maps outside of that hog pick. Mm-hmm. But it's like you you again. Maybe I'm hungry at these times, but I always come back to the food analogies. You you had like. You know, multiple dishes at a restaurant, which which were trash, and then you get like a dessert that's fine, but because of you still have that you know awful taste taste, from the previous dishes, it doesn't redeem it. And and at the end of the day, unfortunately, you don't get points for showing up or like competing. Uh, You're zero and four now, and it's rough. It's rough. Um, I, I I'm happy that they did show up. Because I don't know if I could have taken another like steamroll. Because <laughs> man, I'm. I I just need to start, you know, detaching myself from these uh, corporations uh, and, and emotionally attaching myself to these franchises. NBA, Overwatch League, like uh, every time I, I I get this hope and they just crush it. But for real, like uh, at least at least it's better than what we saw against Florida. What, what else can I add? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're right. It is better. The problem but, is yeah, when you're, play, play, when you're on the floor, play your two best DPS together a bit more, please. Yeah. Um, before we get into everything else that was going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans across the scene, let's talk a little bit about the phenomenal match that we saw from the Toronto mm. defiant. I mean, the Toronto defiant are, I think, um, quite a bit underrated. I mean, there are so many people who are looking at the defiant and finding reasons to say they're not as good as their record. They're not as good as their performances. And yet when we see them go up against the Paris eternal, who arguably are not the, the same eternal that we had seen uh, last season. Um, also looking a little bit different going through some changes and how their budget requires them to make alterations to a roster. Um, the defiant looked dominant queen street they were just completely in charge i mean i'd argue that what we saw from the defiant was similar to what florida did vancouver Uh, before queen street i had the biggest brain fart i'm you know i'm I'm taking my notes i'm okay let's look at this game again let's look at highlights i'm looking for the game for uh paris against toronto oh here it is i clicked the first result like okay lee jang tower that's cool and then i'm like oh nice this is wait what why is nice dear they're like oh that's overwatch one i i should <laughs> i was almost started taking notes for uh for a season four match it was, uh, yeah. 
the um uh, weird thing for me, and this is more about Paris, and I guess it may be a personnel decision, but why the heck were they running the Zarya Reaper? I don't know. Like, th- I think that's the Vistola choice that they made, and and I mean, Vistola was Zarya throat. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I saw him on anything else. But the Zarya Reaper as a combination didn't seem to make any sense on push as a mode. Like, like who, who, who is the Reaper going to shield break? Did you hear there's, I don't know. I think a lot of it probably came down to Wub um, and the Mm. last minute edition of him. Um, Cause it was literally earlier in the week, they announced they were letting go of Naga and they were bringing in Wub, but what was going around online was the fact that he didn't have alpha access or beta or alpha access. So he'd never played <laughs> until he joined Paris. So oh my God. yeah, the, the rumor was that it was very like sudden and uh, well, he was kind of making true. And I think in, in my mind, I think it was probably a bit of a comfort pick with him. You have to assume there weren't high expectations for, for this match for the team. Um, and he didn't look terrible. Well, I was going to say, if that were true, I now look at Wub's play yeah. on, on 66 mm. on Eichenwald and like this, like he looked, he actually looked like the I think, dominant I think player, given right? the fact he had probably played with the team that week and that week alone, as well as played Overwatch 2 that week and that week alone, I think he was probably making do with, with the limited experience mm. he had. Um, and it, it does kind of, in my mind, I don't want to say taint, but... It, it brings down the win a little bit because it was dominant on the Toronto side, right? It was clear that yeah. Toronto was Jordan. Jordan's part of the community that underrates Toronto looking to tear them down. Every yeah. chance gets. I'm not, it was, it was a great performance and they did look very strong, but I think yeah. if you take that into, into uh, account, then yeah, you kind of give, got to give Paris a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. Um, there were obviously some struggles going on. So, yeah. Well, Go ahead. What I liked, uh, especially like going into this map, like New Queen Street, how how dominant they were, and and we talked a little bit about DPS, but but uh, I, we finally saw the value in having like an elite uh, backline of oh yeah, Chirong and Twilight. They just stomped them constantly, mm-hmm. and it reminded me a little bit of of um, uh, who has that like uh, uh, Ultraviolet and OG? what the other. OG, yeah, that's kind of like I uh, felt in that way where they yeah. finally you saw some sinking between them and and the crazy right. nades from from uh, Twilight and and you know like Dreadro played pretty well and Khan is Khan so uh, they really performed well and carried uh, um, most mm-hmm. of the fights and you know yeah. obviously he suppressed Q and, and Autobot well, and, and all that but I, I was very impressed with uh, the support duo for Toronto in this map. And in this match, I also really liked that we did get an opportunity to, I feel like see Toronto have fun. Honestly, it <laughs> seemed like, like, you know, swag. There the was a, exactly, there was a bit of swag. There was a bit of an attitude. There was a bit of showboating, like even, uh, <laughs> lots I, of, uh, emotes. Exactly. I was going to say, I can't remember where exactly it was, but I remember Hisu doing a, a soldier dance or something or the, the goodbye emote. Yeah, it was on, on the, on it was payload. on the barricade when they won the, right. When they won the and match. on the card in uh, route 66 as, as yeah. well, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
this and to the point of swag, this goes back to that first match of the season where when was it that Toronto was looking dominant was when they were playing with this aggression, this swagger mm-hmm. of this confidence of, you know, mm-hmm. we're bringing it. This is where Toronto's secret sauce is. They just have to continue to play like they know they're going to win and expect that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It might not always work out, but then you go into the next map, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to win this one. And looking ahead, there's a good chance. The, the, their next game is Dallas, but after that, they've got a string yeah. of winnable games. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, about this game a little bit more. Uh, Wub, like you said, he. Paris felt like they were looking a bit better all the time, especially Route 66. Their well, I would say like 66, the Defiant had to work hard, mm-hmm. but it was Wub that was ultimately causing the Defiant most of the trouble. Yeah, their their burly approach was good, and and Time Bank really ran out for for uh, Toronto. And I feel like Toronto uh, maybe became complacent a little bit after the stomp that New Queen Street yeah. was. And that allowed, uh, you know, Paris to play a little bit better. But on defense, uh, they they played a little bit of an echo, and there was some some pointers. I'm not sure if it was on. I think it was on attack. We have the two soldier seventy sixes, and Toronto started like uh, uh, pushing a little bit more, and and yeah, and and Eichenwald was really the end to it all. Uh, they stayed the meta course for for both of the teams. They didn't really adjust that much. And Twilight, again, just popping off on this map on the attack. Uh, Toronto started, again, styling on, on them, started attacking from multiple angles. Uh, even though it was defense, they had this pincer defense in the, in the last map, which was pretty well, nice to see. I mean, it, I wanted to call out the con sleep. I mean, that, that sleep um, on, <laughs> on, on the echo wall. But then he follows it up by investing his nano onto a Zarya getting bounced around yeah. uh, by an, an alting uh, uh, monkey. You know, one great play followed up by an interesting. But it decision. happens all the time, right? You do this one good play, and you're like, "Oh man, I'm 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 in the zone now." And then... <laughs> uh, I also question why Khan was on the overpass doing the flank support on defense. I mean, I get that he's not that being touched defense, there, right? <laughs> right, like it's a weird spot because let's say this is crucial. So now your Anna of all heroes mm-hmm. has only one option to reset, and that's to go and jump in the right moment so you get yeah. the quick respawn. Anyhow, I mean, it, maybe whatever. it was Toronto, pushed out. I don't know something. Something probably pushed him there. <laughs> Tor- Tor- Toronto was in charge throughout. Like this is like Toronto looks good. Mm-hmm. If you are a Toronto Defiant fan, do not undersell them. Do not continue to listen to the the sort of the community in the scene that says this is the Toronto's lucking out. There's there's something here, and the fact that they're playing with swagger, they're starting to see that synergy. You know, Omni, I think you're bang on. We're starting to see this coalescence. It takes um, time. Yeah. yeah, it's a new roster. And it, new and game. I mean, they're going into the first regional tournament of the season. I mean, the Toronto Defiant have yet to clinch a spot, but, you know, they're in, in, in control. But beyond, to your point, Jordan, the schedule does arguably look good for the Toronto Defiant to continue to put together a good run. And, I mean, it's interesting because, like I say, you look at the standings overall, and there's a handful of teams that any team should be confident they can do well against and probably beat. 
And then I look at the actual schedule for a team like Toronto and the games that I think will be tough matches. They don't have seemingly that many of most of their matches will be against those sort of bottom teams. And I think that speaks to the fact that it's probably about five teams that sit at the top and the rest. So the majority are, you know, those teams that they should look to beat. Um, But it, it does bode well. And I think Toronto, honestly, get the feeling that even us and myself may have underrated them coming into the season. Yeah. But anyhow, for us who are high on the Toronto defiant, unlike Jordan, the hater, uh, we have two Toronto defiant matches to, to watch yeah. this, uh, this weekend. They take on the Dallas fuel on Friday afternoon, 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern. And then they take on the Boston uprising who are in a rough state uh, on Saturday, 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern. Uh, the Vancouver Titans wrap up their regional tournament cycle uh, by taking on the Atlanta Rain on Sunday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, in a match which, quite frankly, oh, is going to be a blow. Not looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if there's matches to watch here, you watch those Defiant matches. I mean, I think the Dallas Fuel and Toronto Defiant could turn out to be a pretty solid, solid fight. <laughs> Here's um, the thing. I'm, I don't know. It's maybe the all Toronto or, or, I'm kind of more worried about that Boston match. I don't know why. Okay. There's no well, rational in that. Jordan, you asked what a couple episodes ago, did the Titans overperform or did the uprising underperform? And I think we sort of collectively agreed that the uprising were probably where they were and the Vancouver Titans overperformed. Having seen the uprising play since it seems a lot more like both teams overperformed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's weird i mean yeah yeah i think you might be it's it's the it's the trap game Mm -hmm. right those trap games are the ones that you maybe take for granted Mm -hmm. i don't think the uprising are as bad as they've been Mm. but they're also not seemingly as good as they should be i think no team is almost as bad as it seems, even Vancouver, there's like, you cannot like not prepare for any match. <laughs> I, I oh. wish listeners could have seen Chris's face when, uh, when Omni said that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So actually let's use this as, you know, a segue and reinforce, put the, the coaching staff on blast prior to the, yeah. the kickoff of the weekend, like literally on the broadcast on blast and then followed it up on social mm-hmm. Uh, continue to do so there are others in the tier two scene and across the professional scene that are putting the vancouver titans coaching staff on blast and the collective opinion is that this roster this collection of players is much better than the performance we're seeing now as you continue on there are some who are like look at the only thing that hasn't changed since the reckoning of the coaches and therefore they must be the problem i don't think the coaches are necessarily like you know whether it be justin pufelby whomever you might want to consider within that group to be completely part of the issue, but I genuinely would love to hear what their perspective has been going into this, because I think reinforces is quite right. They don't, they, they don't seem to be prepared or if they are prepared, they're preparing for overwatch, you know, 0.7. I'm not interesting. I'm not interested of, you know, to hear anymore. Like (laughs) I want to see the results. I want to see the results, man. I'm like, ah, Listen, it's frustrating. Like I said, like I said, there are 20 other teams and you're continuously doing the worst 
And and at the end of the day, it's not like it's their first season, second season. It's not like enough. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating to see the talent that we know is on the team squandered in the way that it seems to be. And yeah, I mean, usually you do see player swaps and it gets to a point where when the player swaps aren't working, who's next, right? Yeah. So. And I want to point out, I'm not, I'm equally unhappy. Like I, I don't, what would I want? I want, do I want the OG, you know, run that the Vancouver Titans had? I'd totally be up for that. I understand <laughs> that that was a one and done thing and it'll yeah. probably never happen again, but I want results too. What I'm willing to concede is knowing that I am a wood tier player and never been in the professional scene and don't fully see the, the game at an entirely different plane of existence than others do is I want to learn what it is that I'm missing, knowing that I can't see this yeah. because it occurs to me that what I'm seeing seems to be quite in line with what expectations of those who are in the scene have. So like, what's up? Why is wood? T- why, like, why would someone like me, be able to tell you here's what you need to do to perform better and that can't happen because yeah you're absolutely right like what happened in in the game against london against florida that is completely unacceptable it's you know it, the results at the end are 0 and 4 but if we saw like you know some fight like in the other two matches that would have been better like this hog uh choice it's not like Play a player would be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just f it, I'm leaving voice chat, I'm gonna play hog. Yeah, <laughs> this is not how things run in the Overwatch League. At least I hope, right? And 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 not seeing uh, uh, Aspire and and Shockwave play until like the fourth match together, like barely getting any play time, or like continuously, uh, you know, looking at oh, we'll bring in this dps will bring in that dps and then everybody's like literally everybody's saying like why do we have another tank i don't know it's like and then and then they would like if they add a tank and and suddenly they look better like everyone will be applauding right oh genius what a move what a move like come on man like i yeah i i mean i don't I don't know what more we can say about it outside of the fact that the Vancouver Titans, they're in a world of hurt and like, you know, this is my opinion of the breadsticks breadsticks meme. <laughs> uh, wasn't a good one. Like I, I I'll be very honest. I'm an old man. It's get off my lawn, you know, <laughs> yelling at the clouds. I'm an old man too. Now I understand, you know, I understand that people, they, they loved it, like the entire scene. And from a business perspective, could you imagine, you know, the way you can go pitch that to future sponsors? Like, look at the marketing magic mm-hmm. we worked on here. They created a quote unquote developer update style for Justin to talk about how Breadsticks 2 is coming. I'm sorry, but your team sucks. <laughs> it's like hot garbage. I don't want to be eating no breadsticks. I just, you can take whatever money you're getting from the breadsticks campaign and put it into the operation to make it look better. Anyhow, I'm pissed off now. I need a break. <laughs> Let's dive into the fray.
Overwatch League is getting into its final weekend before the kickoff clash kicks off. Uh, but, uh, you know, to kick off uh, the results of the pre- previous week, uh, we already know that the Florida Mayhem beat the Vancouver Titans before the Vancouver Titans even started up their computers, 3-1. <laughs> the San Francisco Shock beat the Houston Outlaws, 3-1. And then the Washington Justice beat the Atlanta Reign, 3 Overwatch. On Saturday, the London Spitfire beat the Boston Uprising 3-1. Crazy. Madness. Um, what is this world? Like, the Spitfire SM uh, is, is getting some serious play on that uh, that meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dallas Fuel beat the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-2 in a very uh, solid match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as we already know, the New York Excelsior beat the Vancouver Titans 3-1. And then on <clears> Sunday, <throat> you had the Houston Outlaws beat the Florida Mayhem 3-2. The San Francisco Shock beat the New York Excelsior 3-1, and the Toronto Defiant 3 overwatched the heck out of the Paris Eternal. How many points you guys got? I only got 11. From that week, 15. I got 17. Nice. Ooh. I have 34 in total right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunately sitting at 30. I'm at 36. Oh, you're, oh. you're first. Nice. I thought I, thought I, mean, I did the, poorly this past weekend, but I guess not. No, it's pretty decent. I mean, I, I looking at the week, I mean, what hurt me here? Um, I gave the Washington justice far mu- more credit than they deserved. I gave the Boston uprising far more credit than they deserved. <laughs> no, the, the East and, region and is going to start too. It's going to be crazy. And I trusted in the Titans and that hurt me yeah. too. Right. I, like, <laughs> I didn't. It helped me a lot. I didn't either. <sighs> <laughs> But uh, looking at the uh, the week that is coming up, so uh, as as Anthony mentioned, the East is back. The Eastern Region is playing a metric ton of matches um, this weekend because the regional tournaments are next weekend. Um, Only two teams are not playing all three days of the the, the weekend, I believe. Hmm. That would be Shanghai and Philly. Only play twice. Every other team plays Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's going to probably flip uh, the week after. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> but uh, looking at uh, what to expect. So things get underway at Friday in the wee hours of the morning, 3 a.m. <laughs> Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern, uh, when the Philadelphia Fusion take on the Shanghai Dragons, followed by the Guangzhou Charge taking on the L.A. Valiant, and then the Seoul Dynasty beat the Hong Zhao Spark. <laughs> you did just say they beat them, <laughs> just so you're aware. <laughs> Spoilers. I know. <laughs> I can see into the future. But as you can tell from my pickums, I don't see very well. <laughs> um, the Washington Justice will be taken on the Paris Eternal. The New York Excelsior will be taken on the Florida Mayhem. And as we already know, the Dallas Field and the Toronto Fight get underway at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern uh, to wrap up Friday. Saturday, wee hours in the morning, is the Guangzhou Charge taking on the Chengdu Hunters, the Hangzhou Spark taking on the Shanghai Dragons, the LA Valiant taking on the Seoul Dynasty, and then uh, we have to wait until noon when the Houston Outlaws take on the London Spitfire, Los Angeles Gladiators take on the San Francisco Shock, and as we already know, Toronto Defender taking on the Boston Uprising to wrap up Saturday. Fast forward again to the wee hours of the morning on Sunday. Guangzhou Charge taking on the Philly Fusion, the Seoul Dynasty take on the Chengdu Hunters, the Hangzhou Spark take on the Los Angeles Valiant, and then in the midday of Sunday, the Vancouver Titans lose to the Atlanta Rain. The Dallas Fuel take on the Paris Eternal and the Washington <laughs> Justice take on the Boston Uprising. Yep. 
Um, first of all, of all the matches to watch, are either of you getting up early to catch the Eastern region? Heck no. Not in week three. Uh, I don't <laughs> see something that interesting in here. Week three, which is week you, one for them, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't want to get up too early, I mean, you could watch the, the first encore yeah. is Fusion Dragons, the second uh, encore. Oh, I forgot about The Bond only Wars. interesting matchup there, like, let's be real, it's Dragons versus Dynasty, and I'm going to probably catch that when I'm I, waking up in the morning anyways. I have <clears> high <throat> hopes for Shanghai against Philly. Um, I think it's going to be mm, exciting to see what Philly maybe. is able to do. Um, They're not getting much credit right now. I mean, I know. But it's I mean, promising, at least. I I think with okay. with Chengdu and everything that happened with them, yes, they did not implode as much as we thought they were going to. Um, but I do think that they have lost enough to potentially move them in the rankings. In my mind, I I thought it was a clear Shanghai in first, Chengdu in second, yeah. um, with Seoul in third, and I think Seoul is probably looking second with Chengdu yeah. and Philly battling it out for third. So. I do I think there's some interesting stuff there. And who knows about the, you know, spark. Yep. Never. Some question can marks never predict there. them properly anyways. Totally. How come you aren't getting the, the vacant any love with their 22 DPS? Oh, they might surprise. I, I don't know if they, uh, you know, come out of the East by any means, but. <laughs> maybe, maybe the reason they have so many DPS <sighs> is they figured out the, like the meta game that Houston tried out and yeah. you're just going to have a, fi- a five DPS uh, map. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, Should Doomfist do. is one, right? That you can add on top. Yeah, and then, they're gonna have a BAP and a and an Anna playing like yeah, you know, DPS maybe support. Maybe even like a Brig, or maybe they got like a special permission to get the Zen Kick earlier than other teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome! If, if we can make it through this weekend and Valiant don't get a win, maybe we should place bets on who gets a win first: Vancouver or Valiant. Oh. <laughs> If let's uh, let's give it this weekend so we can at least see them play because okay. they could get a win on their first okay. match or something, right? Well, could be with, with the way our like uh, schedule is built now. I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. So, anyways, just food for thought. We'll we'll see next episode. Yeah. yeah. But uh, are there any other matches to to watch over the course of the weekend? Shaw Glad's looking good. Yep, that should be a good one. Could be a blowout, um, but could be a close match. I don't know. Like Mayhem Excelsior, maybe? I think everything Mayhem have shown me is that they will dominate Excelsior. I think I put a 3-1 for that. Yeah, match. probably, right? I think Other we, than that, like all maps, all matches look kind of one-sided, I want to say. I agree. I put Other all Sunday matches as 3-0 in my pickums. Oh, you got the Titans winning 3-0, do you? Sure do. I'll Sunday. change it last minute you know, just like I did against New York. Gosh, no, I, 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 gave him, I, I gave him a map against the rain. I, oh, did you? Really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I gave him a map also against uh, NYXL. I did originally, then I changed it, and it bit me in the butt. Oh, well. I gave the Titans a win against NYXL because I had faith. I was sucking back the copium. I picked the 31. It was oh. the saddest little uh, celebration after you know the ma- <laughs> matches ended. Hey, three yeah, points. points. <laughs> yeah, is, that's a win in my book. Is week four tournament? No, no, it's actually week five. Okay. Sorry, I was. I, I'm. I'm trying to. 
If there's one complaint I have about the way the Overwatch League match schedule is on their website, it's that they break everything up by individual weeks. Mm. And then you have to sort of click through to find out who's playing like when. And so what starts to happen when I'm going through the results and what have you is I'm clicking weeks and, you know, thankfully not watching Overwatch, uh, one action like Omni did when it comes to a match, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the pickums. It's easier to follow. I think that's what I'm doing too. This page is pretty good for that. Yeah, maybe and you okay. can collapse. Maybe I will so learn something. It's and more I will organized, I yeah. say. But be well, careful yeah, not and... reading out your uh, uh, you know predictions as results because that can get confusing sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that makes better <laughs> sense. Yeah. yeah, like I can scroll down here and I can see all the yeah. all the weeks right through. Yeah. That's that's actually why I asked. You said it before, and I got scared because. Yeah. I have no, no, company no, no, retreat no. and a wedding on that weekend. I was like, I'm going to miss the first tournament, but why, why would anyone trust anything? I say, I have absolutely know what I'm talking about. I just let the words come out of my mouth and hopefully it makes sense to someone. Every Vancouver Titans fan trusts you implicitly. Yeah, your, oh, your voice, Christmas it's makes. just, you know, so sultry that like, it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of sultry, uh, what about that Luchador Reaper skin? You can Ooh, pick up. I like it. Um, I have 196 so next <laughs> next stream i'm all in yeah. just make sure you, you you get your computer on for the uh the eastern region oh, and yeah, the, yeah right the tokens in time right 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 yeah. you know i i mean your little one will be up at some point over the night or is he sleeping through now he's sleeping through uh he'd wake up um to eat like three like i'm sleeping <laughs> Oh, are you? Yeah, he's he's uh, you know, we we have this uh, arrangement. <laughs> this arrangement. <laughs> yeah, he he wakes up to feed. I I cannot really feed him, so so it's a fact. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he, well, not. I mean, we don't we don't do bottle. We don't do bottle. That's way. that's the thing. We don't do bottle. So unless I, I, unless I'm needed. Have you have you not watched Meet the Fockers? I mean. There are tools that you can get. Very true. Yeah, well, we're we're currently au naturel, so. Well, but that's the thing. It can be au naturel <laughs> using one of these tools. Well, uh, okay, we're already an hour deep into the podcast. My wife is not going <laughs> to listen that far, so it's all good. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Overwatch 2 beta. Hope you enjoyed it. It's done. Oh. It ended at 11 a.m. Pacific when Sombra hacked the game. So sad. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It said like Sombra hacked or something, connection lost. And that was really that's what it said. <laughs> yeah. Did you go like back a, a, to playing Overwatch 1 after? Yeah. Oh, really? I did. It, it feels so weird. Does it? <laughs> I So I, the reason for me. It's it's because I play the flex. I like mystery heroes as oh, well, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. so it's the mode I play. I if I was playing QP consistently, or I was playing competitive or anything like that, I, it would have to be Overwatch too. I'm like, oh, get the second tank out of the way, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. I um, there was a map where again, this is a mystery, so it is complicated by the fact that there was um like double CC. Um, I got brig stunned, booped, <laughs> slapped. And then the I got booped again by the second brig into the May uh, blizzard. <laughs> yeah, another that, that's how it feels now, really. And then another thing that like slapped me in the face a couple of times during my placements, like, oh, Volskaya, my old friend, I haven't seen you in <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> uh, 
so many oh. sky industries for me. That's my least favorite map. <laughs> but um, there was a patch that got pushed out between this episode and the one previous, but I don't know if it matters that we go into it because one, you can't check out those details in game. And two, there will be another patch if and when the beta gets relaunched um, at some point in the future, which we'll learn more about on June 16th. Mm-hmm. There will be an Overwatch 2 beta news event or something. Cool. Um, what I'm hoping we'll see more of is more of the game that hasn't been shared content. Yeah. Right. Cause it, it, we still see this. There are so many people are like, it's been how many, how long, and this is all they've done. I'm willing to hold that thought back until it's actually production. And this is all we've done. Have you seen the, the donkey video? The one that like got really a lot of traction went viral. I don't I think did. I did. <laughs> he's he's just he's trashing the beta and and like a lot of the points are not really valid in my eyes <laughs> as an Overwatch player. But there's this one point where he's like, he says, "Oh, you're thinking you're watching Overwatch two now, but you're actually watching Overwatch one. Mm-hmm. That's Overwatch one footage." And and the joke there is that it's actually Overwatch one footage, and like it probably went over the heads of many people who didn't <laughs> realize that it's not, which is very funny to me. Yeah. Um, speaking of Overwatch One, uh, the Overwatch uh, Anniversary Remix Volume Two event is live. Um, I, I actually, having seen some of the remixed, you know, cosmetics we're getting, essentially it's different, different color combinations. Some of them really do hold up. Um, yes, you can get some skins that you may not have been able to earn in previous events just by playing the game and winning and what have you. Cool honest now that the beta for overwatch 2 is done i don't think this is going to be enough to continue to keep people interested the only reason why i'm going to try and get them is like the fact that they carry over to Overwatch 2 yeah literally well we saw already like the system in place right but but what that's the thing is like Mm -hmm. in we until they they like I am I am very worried that there are things they have not like they have not addressed that they have spoken about before like simple things like this this will carry over. Here's, and so there yeah. was something somewhat recently where they did reiterate that. I, my I remember rationale, picking up on that and being like okay they're still talking about it. So my rationale about it is that the system is already in place. They already have like the oh these are the classic categories. They're not going to do work extra work to remove to those remove stuff not at this well, point i, I don't think it, so it could be very well where the database of information is being held and what they're pulling from right like the i i don't know how the the game engine works with the the cosmetics as it relates to what we currently have and how we saw it in overwatch 2 but one thing they did address is like hey in the beta some of the you know the finishing touches haven't been finished because again this is a beta we just got this in your mm-hmm. hands the quick and dirty is to do what they did mm-hmm. Quick and dirty doesn't always end up being what you actually see in the in the end. So again, I'm I'm I am jaded. I'm a little facetious, and maybe yeah. I'm. Can you pessimistic. imagine like uh, content removed? Oh, <laughs> people will I be mean, like uh, with torches. Donkey will have field. Yeah, well, they already are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but anyhow, gives, gives uh, new content right for that announcement. Like absolutely, maps, a support, something, a support character that you would know, be big. 
what we'll hear is like, you need to uh, be one of the lucky people who pre-register and happen to get it. All the console people will, will receive access to the beta before I do. <laughs> and then if you don't get it, you'll have to watch 20 hours uh, between a 20 and a half hour period. Anyhow, whatever. Uh, we're at the end of a show, as uh, Omni already alluded to, we're over the hour, we're getting a little crazy, but it's not as long as last week's episode. Thank you, Vancouver Titans, for making it easy for us to talk <laughs> about how bad you were. Uh, an hour in, and we're still throwing shade. I mean, we I'm, talked I'm, about Toronto far less, and they did well. So, Well, and I actually, I, 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 I feel bad, because, you know, I get feedback, or we're still a Vancouver Titans-centric podcast. And that is not my intention. It's just that the Toronto Defiant are making it easy for us to talk about them. And I actually joked with someone by saying, I think we'd be better off just becoming a Toronto Defiant podcast and forget that the Vancouver yeah. Titans exist. Well, every week it's the same story, basically. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Like in, at our company where I work, we started implementing this uh, more efficient way of making meetings. And since we stopped, discussing things that work as intended our like <laughs> time of meetings went down substantially so that's funny <laughs> it works oh but we are as i said at the end of the show and if you want to go and give us heck you can do so in rsp discord discord.io slash ready set home um right now there's a fair amount of conversation happening about uh, work from home uh, paraphernalia um, what is uh, best to use ergonomic keyboards, mice, <laughs> monitor stands, and whether or not pro bono work means you get paid. <laughs> um, you can also follow us, obviously, on social at ReadySetPone, and you can find all of our episodes at ReadySetPone.com. But as we wrap up the show, and we are, are apt to do, there is an opportunity for final words of wisdom and owl facts if they exist. So, uh, gentlemen, do you have any final words you wish to share? I do have owl facts. Yeah, I'll just take it off from here. So <laughs> native to the Southwest, burrowing owls are small owls that live in burrows underground during the day and hunt at dusk. They're renters of their habitats, too. Many take over prairie dog burrows after the animals have moved on. So there are some owls out there that live underground, which is pretty cool. No kidding. That is pretty cool. Can you imagine just walking about and there's like a owl shooting from <laughs> the ground? It's kind of nuts. You hear Which screech. leads me to another thing. Like we still don't have a, a an Overwatch character that can dig tunnels and go underground. That would be awesome. <laughs> that led you there, so, eh? <laughs> yeah. I so it's funny. I mean, I wasn't thinking along those lines, but I was thinking, who's Big Earl, and at what point does Big Earl become a character in Overwatch? Because Big Earl's diner is in Route sixty six, mm. so maybe Big Earl is actually a miner who can dig tunnels and burrow, and then that would be cool though. His, like, imagine you're like digging a tunnel, or whatever, and then you, some even your teammates might follow through there. I don't Ooh, know. interesting. Create a new uh, mm. new flank. Cool. Yeah, I like that. That would need some recalculations or like it's, reprogramming. That would be uh, very tough. The ult would be like the opposite of Doomfist, where he flies into the air and you get that targeting reticle. He like jumps he into just, the ground and then you get the targeting reticle. Blows up. Actually, it would could be work. Cool. like a lurker from exactly. StarCraft. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, uh, it'd be horrifying though. Imagine you're just walking and suddenly <laughs> out of the ground. That would be. Um, I am ill prepared this week. So I'll just say that I luchador 
all of our listeners. <laughs> you know, you're for, you're, improv- you're creep- uh, for something improvised, it's not bad. I'm saying is you're creeping into my territory I know, here with I know. that too. I mean, I'm that's a little, how, I'm how a little, low. You know what? I'm gotten some. Some call me a little burrowing owl. I just dig into the ground and then <laughs> pop right up underneath you. So I'm getting there. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I actually wanted to share with you guys and, and all the listeners. Uh, last week during post production, I actually ran into some problems. Um, uh, my computer started doing weird things. In fact, it just started suddenly playing someone like you. Um, I've been told it's because of Dell. It's Adele. Huh. a Dell. Huh. A Dell. Oh, I got it. It's a Dell. It. Someone <laughs> like you. I happen to know you. Work I mean, the look HP. on Ami's face has me concerned. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's know. hard to pay attention at this time. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Not as good as the finish him. That one really got me. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good one too. Oh, good old Mortal Kombat yeah. jokes. But on behalf of Jordan Etzer, Dr. J, and the host of One Man Watchpoint, we can find them there uh, each and every week talking about everything you need to know about the world of Overwatch. Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Light Force, signing off this episode with those magical words of Catchrays. Thank you.